0: Hello everybody and welcome to the show. We had the absolute honor of talking to someone we've wanted to talk to for a really long time. Uh, Mike and Adi Kazu, uh, Kazu, Kashu. Uh, I always mispronounce their last name. At least it's no longer their first names that I'm mispronouncing. <laughs> and uh, we are really good friends with these guys. They're some of our closest uh, couple friends. Uh, we've known them for a long time. We've watched them and known them since they were not together, and then since they came together and we wanted to have them on the show for a really long time, but they didn't have kids and they recently had kids, uh, kids, they recently had kid, uh, shy, and he is absolutely adorable and amazing and we, we had a great time talking to him. They are so unique in their perspectives and I think they are incredibly admirable people all around. Both Mike and Adi are self-made entrepreneurs who have uh, done fantastic for themselves, but beyond that, they put so much effort and work into who they are as people. It's incredibly admirable. Again, I we were honored to to, to have them on, and they've got such a unique and amazing perspective. Uh, enjoy the conversation with a couple people who recently had a child, and again, are fantastic friends who we were honored to chat with. Enjoy. First off. Thank you guys so much for chatting with us. We're we're really excited to have this because we wanted to have this conversation for a while, but you didn't have kids, right? So so we actually <laughs> wanted we wanted to we wanted to have like almost a pre conversation. Like we threw around that idea, but we couldn't get our shit together to make that happen. So this is kind of like best of all scenarios. Like we had all these ideas of talking beforehand. It's relatively close. Like how old Easy.
1: are we? Like eight and a half months.
0: Okay. Eight and a half months. So you're pretty fresh into it, but you're starting to get some rhythms um, and you're starting to deal with everything from like, we were just talking about family stuff to uh, like extended family stuff to personal stuff between you, but you're also getting some patterns and then baby's giving some love back. You liking that Mike? I am liking that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's unbelievable, honestly. So how much love I feel for this little guy already.
0: That's awesome. And when did, did he like start giving you love right away? Like, or was it, was it something that like only recently has clicked into like responding back to you?
2: Yeah, he gave me absolutely no love for quite a while. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, and then the, the way that I perceive him giving me love is just like him laughing or smiling at me my ability to soothe him like his his level of comfort with me feels something like love I think what's really happening is I'm just creating a story that he loves me I don't even, I don't know that he knows I'm any different than one of our friends yet but it's it feels so freaking good to have his attention or just see his response to something that I'm doing
0: and that and that was that that wasn't from the beginning right because like that that didn't happen for me for like almost a year
2: right for the for the first like five to six months you know he kind of just laid there I couldn't do much with him even like no matter how hard I would try to make him laugh I got very little response yeah. so yeah it's it's very it's a very recent thing for sure
0: and can you sue them or is he still all mama
2: yeah I can I can sue them pretty well there are occasion occasional times where He's crying right before his last, like the long nap, the when, when he goes to sleep at night, where it seems like he wants to deal a little bit but it more. It has not
1: happened in a long time. Yeah, it doesn't
2: happen very often. And I think part of that was my persistence, our persistence in making that happen. Like I would be in, I would be upstairs with him, putting him to sleep, even though he's crying. And obviously he would be more comfortable with her. We stuck it out for long enough that um, I've become able to sue them.
1: Yeah. Honestly, a lot of our friends take turns putting him down too. Oh, they, they put him down. Um, and that like a part of me hates that and Mm. loves it at the same time. I'm like, don't you, we just went snowboarding for a few days and I came back and we had chat like a babysitter there for two full days. And I came back and there were two babies, So the one baby's 12 weeks old and his mom comes in and he's like, I need you like cry, like will not be soothed unless she picked him up. And Shai's just like, Hey, (laughs) (laughs) he's just like, whatever, playing with my toy. That's
0: awesome. So you, you got a super easy baby is what you're saying. And things have been super easy the entire time. And (laughs) there's not been any difficulties, is that?
2: Perfect, yes, and we've also been perfect. Thank you for pointing that out.
0: (laughs) There has been no strain on the relationship. There has been nothing. So we're probably gonna talk about nothing in this conversation. All
3: right, uh, so (laughs) our first question is, (laughs) um, what did you guys, like when you were going into this whole parenthood thing, what did you think was gonna be the biggest thing that would change?
0: so what did you think was going to be the
2: biggest what did you think
3: think.
0: i thought without a
2: doubt the biggest thing was going to be sleep deprivation and historically i i'm a little b-word when it comes to not getting enough sleep i
1: appreciate that you censored yourself (laughs) yeah
2: it's not i don't like it but she has requested that i don't (laughs) curse sometimes in public and so anyway i digress i yeah i thought that was going to be the biggest deal and in the first couple weeks, it was for me, but our agreement and a part of our relationship, we just decided that a D would be the one to wake up in the middle of the night. And so I feel kind of guilty even saying this, but I, I've experienced very little sleep deprivation. And I'm happy to go into what the actual biggest changes have been, but I thought it was going to be sleep deprivation
0: that is the next question what so about what, you, Adi? What, well, well we'll get a full story but i want to hear mm. his i want to hear what she thought and then go into okay. Okay. but so what 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 was the biggest change for you then that you didn't quite see coming the biggest change
2: like i expected that i would have to start or i would start doing more things that were not typically in my lane like cooking or just making sure we have food, cleaning, taking care of the house in general, um, taking more care of the dog, all of those sorts of things are usually more in a D's lane. That's that's just our agreement and commitment to each other. I expected I would do more of those. I didn't expect how much I would resist it. Um, actually, I, I, was ha- I had this insight a few days ago that I think a I think there are multiple reasons that it's been so hard for me. Number one, this is the new insight. I think there's like an ego piece of it, or like a, a conditioning about what it means to be a man, a husband, a father. And I thought it meant like playing with him, um, being physical with him, teaching him things. And I didn't grow up thinking that I would be taking, you know taking care of more of the things that I talked about. And so that I think there's been a part of me that has just been creating a story that that means I'm like more feminine or it's just, it's not not right in some way. And what I'm realizing is the only thing that's right is what feels right to, to both of us. And I've had a lot more, as I, as I let go and like surrender to, um, you know, what a D needs and surrender to the flow of our relationship, it's been so much easier to be a parent and a good father. Mm. And the other aspect that's been huge is I've just been resisting, letting go of my personal space and freedom. It feels like a, a sort of like a death of an old version of me or an old chapter. And, I've resisted the hell out of it over and over and over Uh, the last couple of months. I think we've been in a really good flow, but it's caused, I think more than anything, my resistance to being a better team player has caused a shitload
0: of conflict in our first eight months. That was, is that true?
3: That was our experience. Uh,
0: what, what, What is his resistance to change the biggest issue you guys have faced?
1: Um, well, I think it's like tied into, I really feel like our biggest issue is this constant like renegotiating of who's responsible for what? Like and there's there's we''re we're, we're aiming for meeting fair instead of like perfectly equal. So and it's now that there's like a lot of invisible responsibilities, whereas like a visible responsibility would be doing the dishes or getting food. and like invisible responsibilities are, you know, soothing the baby or just like being with him. It's like not as clear how much of that's getting done. And so it's hard to like compare or it's hard to keep score. So there's just like no point to even try. But we had like a pretty solid division before Shai was born where it was like super fair. Like I had my stuff I was responsible for, Michael had his, and it like felt really fair. And then all of a sudden we have this human being who adds a huge layer of responsibilities on top of all of it. And we have to like re-divvy up who, if everything's gonna stay comfortable and fair, we have to like renegotiate who does what. Um, and we've gone through like so many iterations of, you know, creating, creating boundaries um, and also having to be flexible with the boundaries because he changes like on a daily basis. So like whether, um, at the beginning, Michael actually woke up every night in the middle of the night to change his diaper, shy's diaper after I would change after I would feed him. And then we realized like he actually wakes up after he changes the diaper. So let's not do that. So we stopped changing the, you know, like certain things have to change. Um, and the, I think that like goes in with the resistance. Like when we would renegotiate responsibilities, there would be some resistance to like, Ooh, like I don't want to do that. Or because we have clear, like Michael takes care of shy on Monday nights and Thursday nights. If I would ask him for help on like a Wednesday night, I'd be met with like, it's not my night. So like, I don't need to help you tonight. And that would create mega tension. (laughs) That was like very moments of being like, uh, I'm going to strangle you right
0: now. It's Even close to, I mean like Taz and I there's, is it, I don't, do you think fair can even be like, I don't even think there can be a conversation around fair. Like, I think there can be a conversation around how you feel
1: that's what, that's what fair means to us. Yeah. So okay. fair to Do us that. means like what feels fair, not equal. So right. we're not doing <clears throat> equal work with Shy. We're not doing like I'm definitely taking way more care of him and doing more with Shy for sure. Um, but what would feel fair in the overall ecosystem of our family? Like Michael doing more dishes, or um, he definitely takes way more care of like the house and our finances and things like that. Um, and divvying that up, like what feels fair, meaning at the end of the day, we we're like, we like don't have resentment towards each other. That's what our goal is. Like, I don't want to have resentment towards him that like he can go, like Michael has been doing these new trips where he takes men on a backpacking trip for five days um, and it takes him away for a week. And I'm with Shy alone for a week. I don't want to be like, resentful of him for the rest of my life. Of like, you got to go on backpacking trips for a week and you left me with the baby. And like, I didn't feel like I was supported. I wanna, fairness is like not a, like an equal divvying up of responsibility. There's no way to even keep score. Like it's impossible. It's impossible.
2: And I think there's also, there's an aspect of like how we're both feeling in life. And more often than not, I'm feeling way more grounded and centered a, because I'm, I'm getting more sleep, B, because I actually do have more space than her. She's sleep deprived like a mother and like, no pun intended. Um, yeah. And she's taking way more care of our baby than I am. And so typically she feels a little less grounded, maybe more anxious, tired, et cetera. And I just have more capacity to help out. So when she's feeling all of those things, she's basically just saying, "Hey, can you help me right now?" And as long as I have more capacity to like honor my commitments at work and taking care of my body and mind, um, if I can do those and chip in a little bit more, then that's the direction that we usually go.
3: What, what if you can't? I was going to say, what if hi- you can't take care of yourself and your work and help her, like? so which one goes first her or the work and the commitments? Yeah, I think,
2: I think that's a bit of a tough question. Um, I think it depends. I think it depends on who, who has less oxygen, right? Like who, who, who needs more in that moment? There hasn't been a time where both of us have been completely overwhelmed and like, out of control, but there have been times where both of us are a little sleep deprived and stressed. And one of us is just like more messed up. And that person, there's kind of a, an unspoken agreement that that po- person gets the most attention in that we,
1: moment. We also have a third option where it's like, we have a community of friends that can come in and support us. Mm-hmm. Um, we've flown Michael's, our, we don't have family here. So I think that's also a huge, piece that makes this, like, I now understand why people move close to their family to have kids. Like, I definitely get it, but we don't have any family here. So we've had a couple moments where we've, and it's COVID, so my family can't even come. So I don't have access to them, but we've flown Michael's mom here a couple of times to like be here and support us. Um, so there is that third option where if like both of us are feeling like we can't do all of our things, we have friends that we'll call upon and we have, um, family that we'll lean on.
3: So, um, wait,
0: how do you make a oh, five days away feel fair? Cause like, that seems, uh, I don't know what you'd have to do when you get home to like, to make that feel fair for her.
3: The same when you go for a seminar. I'm, I'm just the, the best, best
0: kid ever. And, and, and I. And like, if
3: you go away internationally sometimes. Sure.
0: Sure. But I'm just, I'm curious, like, what, because they have this relationship where they're trying to make things feel fair. Mm-hmm. I'm just curious how she justifies in her head, like, okay, I feel not taken advantage of, and what he does to step up his game when he comes home, if that's the case.
1: Yeah. Because well, I want
0: to do the same thing. <laughs> first,
1: first I'm just the best wife ever. So that's just first.
0: Right. <laughs> but
1: enough. regardless, that's I like I would argue
0: that mine is best, but that's fine. She's
1: she is. She is. She's like Taz is my uh like mother mentor. Like she's my mother role model. Anytime <laughs> like she's seriously. Mom coach. Mom coach. You're my mom coach. Um, uh, what how does he make it feel fair? First of all, when Michael leaves for those things, he comes back much better of a husband. So like the fact that I know that I'm giving him that freedom and then anytime I give him that freedom, that resistance he was talking about at the beginning is like almost entirely diminished. So in our like, I would sacrifice five days in order to get the next like three months worth of like lower resistance, you know, like it lasts a long time he's like filled with gratitude for me he is so much he's just so so much different he's different like that freedom for him pays mega dividends to me when he comes back so that's like one like, thing like and an then,
0: investment it's like a, like you put it in there and you're like this hurts now but it's going to pay dividends that's cool so it's letting go on your end which is yeah
1: there's the and i mean there was pieces of that in pregnancy too like we would go to parties with our friends. I would be, I don't know, seven or eight months pregnant. And I'm like, I can't drink. I can't like staying up super, super late is like painful. And I'm not going to do that. And I'm not going to like make him wrong for wanting to, or stop him from doing that just so that both of us are suffering at the same time. And if I would let him have that freedom, it would like come, it would pay back afterwards. He'd be like, our dynamic would be so, sweet and kind and there would be so much that I would get for that um and that is like factored into the equation of but when he leaves for those things he takes care of a lot of the stuff that needs to be he makes sure either like his mom's gonna come for that weekend so we fly out his mom for that weekend and while he's away or um Like, he makes sure there's food in the house, in the fridge, but, like, as much can be taken care of as possible. Uh, Like, last time he went, he made sure one of our friends came to take the trash out, so I didn't have to remember to do that. Like, things like that, Um, there's no way to keep score. Like, the fairness for us is a feeling. And if it feels out of, like, if it feels off kilter, well, it's a trigger to have a conversation about it. Like, things just don't really feel fair right now, and then we'll just go into... Like, where does it feel unfair? What's going on? Is that like emotional support? Is it actually, you know, Michael uh, forgot to get groceries and that was frustrating or we'll get into the details, but um, I don't know if you have something different about like why. I
2: think all of those are great. And there's an aspect of this that like this new project feels very in line with like my calling in life. And she knows that. And we're just so... Our commitment to each other is to support the hell out of each of us going after our dreams and so she I know she doesn't want to hold me back from doing that
3: Hmm. um so like a follow-up on that like you guys have really good communication you have a really solid relationship like you know and Pat and I like went through these struggles that you guys kind of are going through but It took us a lot longer to kind of navigate through them because we didn't have like the tools and um you know we 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 didn't have us like it was a great relationship but i don't think communication wise it was solid when we had oaks so what would you like tell people in the same situation as you having a new kid like how to get through that like barrier of being able to communicate to each other well
2: I think one thing that has been really helpful is creating rituals around deep conversation. So for years we've done, we haven't always been very consistent with this, but for years we've had a Sunday relationship check-in. And one of the questions in there is, is there anything unsaid? So is there anything that you're tense or angry about or sad about Uh, any affirmation that you want to give that you haven't and I don't know that that like we actually haven't been very consistent with the weekly thing but because we've had that sort of ritual in our relationship for so long it's just kind of second nature for us to drop in and have these deep conversations and when we have them they are these conversations are a safe place and we're we're doing our best not to get defensive on the receiving end. And if we're giving some sort of critical feedback, we're doing our best to give it in as regulated of a way as possible. Like not coming from anger or resentment, but but coming from like kind of as gentle a place as possible. And we've been practicing that long enough that I think it, it helped us a good bit. Like we said, we, we went through a ton of tension and conflict relative to what we're used to, um, but those certainly helped us have the conversations more often. And then also just trust each other. Like if, if I have so much trust that if she's bringing something up, she's not just making it up. I might initially think she, she's making it up or being dramatic, but once my initial reaction kind of subsides, I have so much trust in this woman and her intuition and her feelings that I start to look for the truth in it.
1: Uh, I did write a whole article on thecazfamily.com on exactly how we do a relationship check-in and like the evolution of that. We have a whole agenda and what's really cool about that check-in is um, the unsaid piece is in the middle And that can bring up like anything from the tiniest little thing to really big things comes up in there. Like tiny things being Michael, I brush my teeth with him in the same room. And sometimes I leave the room and I don't close the door behind me and he doesn't like it. (laughs) So like that will come up and he's like, that annoyed me. And I'm like, Oh, I want to know like the tiniest little thing. Cause those things like start building up and then it creates this lens of how you view the other person's behavior um so I think like that whole thing but in there afterwards we praise ourselves and we praise the other person so it like ends on a high note we have like a whole structure to it that's really helpful um I think two other things that's really important that help with help us um first is to have sex regularly like as much as that um it just like improves your communication (laughs) so much like you just Sometimes I look at, there's like the way he looks at me annoys me and I just hate him. That's when we
2: know what we say is our relationship needs to have sex right now. That doesn't even mean like I want to, but it's like, we're pissing each other off and we obviously just need to have sex.
1: So we'll like have sex and then we're afterwards, we're both like, what were we bad about again? Like totally forget. Like, it's just such a connecting, vulnerable experience that um, for us, it just like can cut through tension very easily or at least get us to a place where we can have conversations in a more like um, remembering that we love each other. Like, I remember that I love you. Um, Just
0: quickly on that. I mean, like you kind of brought up that piece, but you, you and I are more similar. And I think Mike and Taz are more similar. And we've talked about this is like, if someone's gonna be driving the sexual relationship and like, if, if correct me if I'm wrong, but like, as I understand it in your relationship, that's more you, Adi, am I correct in saying that? Like you're think, the one who's like wants it more often, at least previously before you had kids.
1: Yeah, um, previously, maybe slightly, definitely not to an extreme degree, but definitely mm-hmm. maybe slightly. Um, I think like work and life can like impact Michael like sexual drive a little bit more than
3: me um, well, so
0: it's the reverse so for me work and, and stress make me more sexual so it's like it so it's literally the polar opposite to where if i'm like being pressed on the release is like i need to go that direction yeah. so right. so so what so you, okay I'm, I'm i'm just having a hard time so in that moment when you, you, the sex, the relationship needs the sex.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. I'm trying to fi- put that as a, in a paradigm in my head to where like, I don't know.
3: Are you trying to say like some couples might, uh, if you're feeling that tension, like sometimes the last thing you want to do is have sex with that person who is now like bothering you. Um, And to like, maybe it's fine for one person to be like, yeah, let's just have sex. But maybe the other person has way more resistance. Like, I really don't want you to touch me right now. So like, I think like breaking down that barrier, it sounds like you guys have got like a very mutual agreement and understanding that when you both feel like that, then yes, it's time to have sex. But maybe in some couples, like it just, they don't feel the same way. For sure. And that that is like
1: 100% true even for us sometimes where I'm like the last thing in the world I want to do is have sex with you right now. I'm so mad at you. And part of our check-in that we do has a piece about sex where like it's kind of like um, we treat it a lot like exercise. Like sometimes, sometimes. You really don't, sometimes you really don't want to and it's just good for you. And, mm. and it can... We, we sometimes I really don't want to, but I know the benefits on the other side are so worth it that. Um, and we talk a lot about like, how can we get each other into a safe place where we feel like we can have sex when we even really don't want to like what kind of foreplay is necessary? What things work really well? What things are like total turnoffs where it's like, Oh, that's super. Like it's the worst thing to do in that moment. And sometimes it doesn't actually have to mean like, having intercourse. It could be physical touch, just cuddling, hugging, or like just connecting physically um, cuts through. Like, otherwise we feel sometimes like just we're we're roommates. It's also,
2: it's also helped. And I think our first inspiration was probably you guys. It's helped us to schedule sex on our calendar so we have we've like done a lot of experimenting with different times of day and days and we have now we have it on the calendar 3 days a week and a that helps because we're able to schedule it around shy's rhythms right and like when he's asleep and when he's not and b it just we know it's coming, and so we're, we're able to prepare ourselves and get ourselves as much in the mood as possible mm-hmm. rather than, you know, one of us being really into it. And this happens sometimes, like one of us being really into it, the other like maybe just put shy down and is kind of feeling triggered or maybe something at work is going on and that, that the other person's not really in, into it. That's been super, super helpful since he's been born.
1: But even like putting it on the calendar too, like even if it doesn't happen, okay, let's say it's, we have a Tuesday, Tuesday nights, we're gonna have sex and we don't. It still puts it like, it's a priority. And therefore I know that I've missed it. So now I have to think about why did we miss it? And how do we make it happen in the future? Versus like, it doesn't have to happen, but it being on the calendar means that it's important to us. And that it means that it's not gonna just get laid by the wayside and we're not gonna go six months without having sex. Like that just wouldn't happen. Um, But we we, sometimes we have it on the calendar for three times in the week and only happens once. Um, But we then have to like talk about why did that happen? How can we change that in the future? Doesn't mean we do it all the time, but it's just a high priority for us.
3: So so it sounds like that's a real kind of like sure way to, uh, ensure that your intimacy is like looked after, right? Um, and it sounds maybe correct me if I'm wrong, but maybe you guys have similar kind of like desirable styles where they're not necessarily like spontaneous and it takes you you know a little bit to kind of feel in the mood or feel sexual. Um, on our situation, like we have very different styles. So like a scheduled kind of Monday, Wednesday, Friday, would possibly uh,
0: like <laughs> you know like I mean I'd accept it if that was my only option. Right. But and I understand like the desire to do so, but like it would definitely be it would kill the romance for
3: and me. I think what that would do for me is that would it would actually it would make me lazy. It would make me being like, well, I know it's happening these nights, so we're good to go, you know, like it. And for me, like what I'm having to work on is because it is such a big love language for Pat, like intimacy, feeling loved, being told he's loved. Um, If I, if it was on the schedule, then it would be like, well, here's my time. I love you, let's do this, boom, out, you know, and then kind of forget about it. That's
0: why it would be a bummer for me. I wouldn't mind having it on the schedule. I'd be like, cool, it's on the schedule. I get to have sex (laughs) these days. But like the the deeper intimacy portion of it, mine is a lot longer feeling um, than than uh, than than uh, just the act of it. And uh, with the three kids, we get so distracted from each other that that I mean, one of the things I really realized is we weren't. When I had my mental break a little while ago, was our intimacy wasn't there. Like the times that we had for each other were just weren't. I mean, you have. You you can probably attest to how difficult it is with one child, Yep. And and how difficult.
1: I don't get how you do another one. I don't get. I it. don't.
0: I mean, I don't it's.
1: Get it. <laughs> it,
0: but like, but I I don't know. Like I I, I think it's, it boils down to when I listen to you guys talk. It sounds like the biggest thing you have going for you is that deep level of communication and the the ability to you know even when you do take something personally, express that at some other point in time and get that off your chest quickly and then reconnect on an, uh, on a deeper level, which is really cool. Um, like, I think yeah. That, yeah. that's no, like a superpower right there.
3: And I would just say like yeah. the schedule thing, I think, um, you know, it could work for someone like us or like couples like us who are very different in that realm, but uh, there would be additional work on top of that too. And I'm not saying that you guys don't have additional work because totally. I've seen you, you know, you're very loving and um, kind to each other throughout yeah. the day and stuff. And I think it goes back to what you said, Mike, you've, you've had that practice, you know, you've practiced that a lot over the years. So that stuff is kind of um, very intuitive and it comes naturally to you. So even though the, your intimacy is scheduled, it's not like, well, this is our only time to be intimate, intimate. It's just, right. it's kind of just a, an assurance it's going to happen if right. it doesn't yeah. happen. Otherwise.
2: And one thing that Esther Perel says is if you want to have more sex, have more sex, right? The more sex you're having, the more you're going to want to have. And so by putting it in the schedule for us, it keeps us more connected. It keeps our erotic life and relationship more alive. And we're more likely to have spontaneous sex in between those times because of that. Right.
1: But it's, it's um, like, what it sounds like you guys have a lot of awareness around what turns each other on and how to have more sex with each other. That is like, The fact that you've communicated that, you understand that about each other is what we've done. And it's just what works for us. We would never say that that's what works for everybody. What I think is really important is that there's a time somewhere I would recommend every week, but somewhere where you at least talk about it so that at least it doesn't go months where you like, so maybe you talk about, hey, this past week we didn't have sex at all um i want more spontaneous sex or like i want this would turn me on or come up to me this way or seduce me in xyz way or like let's plan a date night for here whatever it is but having a place to have a conversation about it reduces the risk that you're going to go really long time without having it at all um uh, and I think- in
0: a third party not in the sex but in the in the <laughs> communication comp- component of it like, have you, have you, have you talked to like a sex therapist or brought in a therapist with regards to this aspect of your relationship?
1: We've worked with this, uh, a relationship coach since the beginning of our relationship. So for five years and we had shy. So five years before we had a third party that we spoke to about our relationship and relationship mm-hmm. includes sex as well. Um, our communication is like, without a doubt, would not be what it was without her. I have never been more grateful for utilizing, um, I guess like you could call it therapy or you could call it coaching. Um, I've never been more grateful for the years of work that we did with her to get to a place where I can, I feel confident that I could bring anything to Michael and I'm trusting that he's going to be able to regulate himself and he's not going to take it he might take it personally, but he's not going to take that out on me. He's going to just like handle his own thing. He's going to handle his own shit. And it's I not going to be my, my fault.
0: I think that's a step that we could have taken earlier on.
1: Mm-hmm. Everyone, uh, we were, it was like an accident that we started working with her. Total accident. Um, and it was like the best accident that ever happened. Like I would highly recommend even because we started with her when we were dating for three months. So we were three months into our relationship.
2: Everything was like perfect.
1: Perfect. You're having sex (laughs) like five times a day. You're just like, we (laughs) are obsessed with each other. We never want to hang out with anybody else. All we want to do is just be around with each other. And we just like, I happened to get on a phone call with her just by accident. And we started working with her literally every week from then on. You like
0: butt dialed a random number and what? Who's this? Relationship (laughs) therapy? I'm (laughs) in. Like that was it.
1: uh someone like I asked someone for a recommendation for a business coach and somehow they connected me to her and man
0: I think people should do this at the start of relationships like anything that feels real it should be like it should be like a way early on thing of like hey let's bring in a third neutral party and we'll just chat about stuff and like they grow with the relationship they learn the communication that would be huge why isn't that part of our culture just built into like God, because like I asked Taz, hey, let's go to a third party. And she's like, I'm not broken. I don't need to go.
3: That is, that's, oh, that's, right. that's that is exactly
0: what happens. Oh, I'll do it for you. And I'm like, it's not for me. It's for
3: us. There's, there's well, something today, but we don't need to get into that right
0: now. Oh, why not? I think now's the time. <laughs> neutral, neutral third party on the other side.
1: I feel like it's really important in our society to realize that like therapy is not just for when things are wrong. It actually can help prevent things from going wrong. Yeah. And totally. so like our, we were in the best, and there's something amazing about talking to a third party when you're in a good place. Cause when you're in a good place, you're so open to, you're not in like self-protection mode. So in my first conversation with her, she, she was like, what, what is stopping you from being in the best relationship of your life? And I was like, that's very inappropriate for a business coach to ask, but I <laughs> am in the best relationship of my life. And she was like, do you want to have this call anyways, even though there was a crossed wires. And in that first conversation, even though we were three months into the relationship, everything was perfect. She pointed out ways that I could be better. And I was open to even hearing them because we were in such a good place. It was mm. like, huh, I love him and I want to be the best girlfriend that I could possibly be, it's easier to see your things that you're accountable for when you're not mad at the other person, when you're not trying to protect yourself, you're not trying to win, you're not trying to be defensive. It's like, I'm open to taking cause there's no threat. There's no threat to the relationship. So it's like, oh, I can like, I'm totally down to work on whatever it is you want me to do. Yeah, that
3: makes sense for sure.
0: Have you talked to her since you've had the child? The child. The child. Shy. Sorry. Shy. <laughs> the, the, child. Like, the spawn. The author, the spawn. The spawn <laughs> since you spawned the, the youth. Yeah, we yeah. have a few times.
3: Mm-hmm. A few
0: times. It's been great.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like we didn't actually get Adi's.
0: Well, I was going to say we should circle back. Oh,
3: yeah, we should circle back to a D What was the thing that you thought was going to change the most? And then what was the thing that did change the most?
1: Oh. Um. what I thought would change the most boobs I I thought I mean boobs did change a lot <laughs> but I had Taz who told me that ahead of time no he's like all about it I'm like ah. <laughs> it's not the same um it's just like not the same physically I'm like not the same at all um I I don't know what I thought would change the most I I think maybe the sleep thing maybe i just really thought it would be like so hard i thought it was gonna be so hard i thought i think most of my concern was around our relationship and around our desire for each other around how much time we had for each other how much fun we could have with each other um and i think that has changed the most i think i was pretty good in my prediction like the, if if 100% is the amount of time we had for each other, we've lost 80% of it. Mm. So 80% of the time we had is just so gone. More. Like maybe even more, yeah. So we, if we do things like Shai, he's like our roommate for the next at least 18 years. Yeah, yeah. that would
0: be the change
1: now. And like he can't move. So we gotta <laughs> carry him until he's on me or he's on Michael and he just comes with us everywhere. Um. So getting alone time with each other is just really hard. Like just, and and it's not, it's not as sometimes when we are alone with each other, it takes some time to like detach. So like the best times that we've had is if we could be overnight away from the baby. And that's happened like maybe twice since he was born. Um, so I think that's like changed the most and it's what I thought would change the most. Um, but please tell us that that, gets
2: easier no no way it
0: gets harder (laughs) no yeah it gets way harder Uh, i
1: think it's the
0: the... the
3: most time we've had together in the same room probably for the last four days (laughs) but
0: i I, i'm struggling with this in my head of like this acceptance of how it is right like because there's a lot you can't change you can't change the fact that you now have a child so it's like there does need to be i think there needs to be some forced connection times, like you've set aside these days to like really connect and you don't ignore those. I think the communication really needs to be there. I also think a lot of the things that you guys do kind of naturally, which is like the personal time and finding the person who needs more, um, needs to fill their cup in a like solo manner um, with, or they'll break, needs to do that. And I think that's something that I I have had to learn recently is like, I need to figure out what fills my cup um and do that uh, even if it's at the expense of together time um
3: yeah and i think we're getting better at like i i can see when he needs that time sometimes even before he can yeah um
0: and we're getting better at her not resenting me for taking that time
3: yeah i definitely don't feel like i did with when it was one kid um and it was just
0: all muddy and unclear. Mm-hmm. I think it was just like when you're, when you're in those initial stages and you don't have the clarity of self or the clarity of communication or relationship that you guys do going into it, then it's like, you're kind of fucked. Like you're kind of like, just like scrambling around in the dark, hoping that like things are okay.
3: Yeah. But I think that the whole point of having a solid relationship before you have kids is so sound because when the kids leave, you still have your relationship and you kind of have to, like you say, it's this acceptance in the period where your kids are from zero to 18. It is going to be kind of like a super challenge. And if it's, if it started off muddy and then it just gets muddier and muddier and like just worse by the time the kids go off. Now you have this like relationship that isn't really working that well. And then you kind of try and come together and you're like, well, what should we do now? And you're like, well, I've kind of just grown apart from you because we haven't had 18 years of togetherness. So, you know, people are like, oh, it's it's never a good time to have a kid. I would like change that with have a kid when your relationship is totally solid.
0: Or, hey, you get pregnant, start therapy now. You know, like, oh, you just did it and it's not solid.
3: Yeah, go, it's, it's, go. it's never too late, obviously. To, to is there
0: another it. term for it? Is there like relationship like?
3: Well, I think what like, well, about
0: relationship mentor. I think is coach. there a relationship? Like, yeah. a Our,
1: we are. We don't call her a, a therapist. She's. I don't think okay. she is a, a therapist. Coach, She's a, a coach. coach. She's just a coach. The one we work with. But, but I, th-
2: I think yeah. also the quality of the parents' relationship and their communication, I believe, will have a bigger impact on the development of kids than any other factor it is so important that they see loving parents that they're in a house with like just great communication and so that feels so motivating
1: I also think there's one piece that we haven't talked about that's like having friends like I have my girlfriend that I can go and talk to and I'm freely allowed to talk about all the tensions that come up in our relationship and I can be supported by them. Like it's not Michael's requirement to support me in every single aspect of my life. It would be impossible. And he Mm -hmm. has a group of guy friends that he can go to and he can freely talk to them about, you know, anything that's coming up for him and be supported. And what we know is that those friends are actually rooting for us. Like we have community that if Michael goes to his community and he's like, I think one example recently was he was feeling unappreciated by me. And then his friends are like, do you think Adi's feeling unappreciated? Like that's what they're, that they're like challenging us to, to love each other more. They want us to make it. It doesn't work for them if we don't make it. It's not good for them. So we have created people in our lives where we like all like message Taz and be like, hey, can you help me with XYZ or how are things going? Like just even have another person to talk to that is not Michael um, really helps just disperse some of the energy. Like it can't all be, I could easily funnel it all towards Michael and it needs for his sake and our relationship's sake to like be dispersed across many people.
0: I think just something to note, I think some people might need to pay people in order to have those conversations. Yeah because I know plenty of people whose friends would be like yeah fuck her yeah <laughs> like like they wouldn't be like they wouldn't be like oh no nah, man, she's stupid you know like that like that would be the the relationship they'd have and be like think we there's so- out dude are like,
3: the friends you're investment you're talking of like they don't sound like very good friends mine right?
0: I mean s- sore subject I don't feel like I have those friends right, which but is why I know I'm the guy saying
3: are, I don't think it would be like screw her no 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 but But i know what you're saying there would be some situations and that's my own head and i think that like they just wouldn't be supportive like you're you're needing it i think but um yeah i think that's really good advice adi like having a good solid group of friends and they don't have to be the same friends they can be different friends or you know some a coach or whatever just someone else to talk to because i think that's like he could funnel it towards me very easily but i like this
0: could word does (laughs) does <laughs> does is, is probably the one you're you going for you? <laughs> i mean the potential is there that it could be potentially you know falling on me with a like little smidgen of extra than you should necessarily okay he does it all and he funnels it all towards me and doesn't sort his shit out yeah no i hear you that's i'm reading between say. the lines taz that's
3: not what i said definitely the second time he's putting words in my mouth today people
0: put something in it's, worth,
1: it's worth every penny to pay somebody to have yeah. those conversations yeah, yeah
3: agreed well thank you guys uh really appreciated that and it was super fun to talk yeah. to you and
0: we'll have to have the three-hour conversation next time mm-hmm. this one will be this and i think there's plenty of gold there for many people to sift through myself included
3: agreed
2: agreed us. and we appreciate you guys we appreciate the hell you're hour. our parent I conversation mentors you.
1: seriously <laughs> we like we, I love
3: how real you are on this conversation.